Hey, I'm Dash. And I'm Rosa. And you're listening to Psychic Friends. Uh, you know, and I just want to get this one out of the way. I just want to get this out of the way for yeah. the people. For the people. Because for the people who listen, there's people who listen to this and they're like, oh, you know, I could give two shits about Dash and Rose's personalities, but I'm here for free psychic advice. And I got to say, this is not going to be the episode for you. But if you're the one of the people who's like, hey, you know what? You do, you talk about whatever you want. This is a good one for you. This this is your episode. I don't even want to talk about psychic shit today. Today, I just want to talk about the Snyder Cut. That's what I, I want think, to talk about. I think we can do mostly the Snyder Cut, and then we do one psychic advice. Just to stay true to our podcast. Oh, just, just at the end? That way, people who are only listening for the psychic advice have to tune in for the whole Snyder Cut episode so they can get the psychic advice at the end of it. Or they have to skip so much of this episode that they really only have like a 15 minute listening experience in the end. And that's huh. fine. That's what you get, you know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. That's fine too. We could do that. Um, yeah. We'll do a psychic one at the end, but this one will mostly be talking about the Snyder This is mostly going to be about the Snyder cut. And yeah. Dash texted me about the Snyder cut or I texted you about the Snyder cut and uh, I forget which way. And I think, it, I think it was you that was just like, that's what the next, psychic friends episode is going to be the Snyder yeah yeah, yeah 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 I mean, no I did do a whole I, twilight one and no one complains so I don't think we anyone did a whole ass twilight episode <laughs> and people did like it probably probably we didn't hear and if, any- they, <laughs> if they didn't they didn't say shit about it yeah um so I just I gotta get this out of the I gotta get this just off the bat out of the way first mm-hmm. The movie opens on Superman and he's doing a big, he's doing a big sad yell right in slow motion. And you're like, all right, they're covering from when he dies at the end of Batman versus Superman. Okay. But can I, then. Can I ahead. tell you something, Dash? Please tell me, tell me, tell me. I don't think I, I thought I watched all of Batman v Superman, but obviously I didn't. The answer is no, <laughs> you, you did not watch the whole thing. You probably just turned it off at one point. It didn't come back to it. Um, because you I was forget like, that he died. I knew that he did die. However, I don't remember that it was him screaming on the way out. I so I don't know. I don't remember if that was in there either. It it came to me as a shock. I was like, oh, are they gonna cut? Like, is this what that thing they sometimes do in movies where they show you the end of the movie and then they like get you up to that point? Oh, no, no, like no, no. a like a like a record scratch. You're probably wondering how I got here. Like, yeah, I kind of thought it was gonna be something like that. Um, but then it just jumps into the movie and I'm like, oh, that's from Batman v Superman, a movie again. Right. I'm on a hundo percent. Well, but here's oh. the thing, though, it doesn't just jump in, Rosa. It doesn't just jump in because Superman does a big sad yell and it is in slow motion, and then you see like a visible cloud of sound like a sound wave and it travels around the whole world for four whole minutes and i looked and i looked and i know because jules was there at the start and then they walked out of the room to do some other shit and then they came back and they were like is he still yelling i was was still yelling he yells in slow motion for four whole minutes and you don't and you don't even watch him yell. You watch his yell fly around the world. Like, then you see, like, a squiggly, like, this is the sound wave fly around the world. And it takes four fucking minutes of screen time to be like, well, I guess the whole world heard Superman do a big sad yell for four minutes, huh? So I watched it with Sam. And Sam turned to me at one point and just said, 
is he still yelling? Is that? Yeah, no, Jules said the same thing. Jules was like, is he still yelling? Sam was there for the whole four minutes. He was in bed next to me watching this movie. Yeah. Um, the, so like, um, I, so I do think we should preface this for people who don't know us personally, that we both are kind of comic book nerds too. I've got, I've got a Green Lantern tattoo and a Red Lantern tattoo. I'm definitely, and I like, I love DC probably, I'm probably more DC than Marvel, if I'm being real. Yeah, I'm probably more of a Marvel person just because I've read more Marvel. However, sure. I really do like Batman. I'm a, yeah. I know you have your things on Batman. because I hate Batman. Yeah, I, here's the thing. I've now, as an adult, do hate Batman. However, I read the majority of the Batman comics that, sure, 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 sure. as a child. Batman does have a great rogues gallery. Batman does have great stories. When I say I hate Batman, I mean Batman as a character. I hate, yeah. like, if Batman were real, he'd be the worst person. And the, that's who I hate. Yeah, the stories are good. Yes. The stories, I think, are good. I do understand Batman as a superhero doesn't work. And nowhere is it more noticeable than in this movie. <laughs> Although I will say this, because I try to be, I, I live tweeted the whole one. And I tried to be honest about which parts were good and which parts were bad. Ben Affleck does good. Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck does a good job and working with just true dog shit in terms of direction and writing. Affleck does his best and it really comes across that if the only person who gets what Batman is about as a character on this entire movie is Ben Affleck. Yeah. I yeah. do feel like none of the acting performances were that bad. I, I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a big problem with any of the acting. I think I think the 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 ones who were giving what dog shit they had and doing it yes. the best they could, Ben Affleck was with was one of them. I also yeah. think the Flash did a real good job at yeah, working. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. Ezra Miller did good too. Total garbage. Um, however, but I don't think I don't think a single acting performance, except I would say Alfred, really felt bizarre. Yeah, Alfred's was bizarre. Do you know? Do you know? Which, do you know which acting performance? Here's and I here's the thing. You have character, and we're skipping all around, and I do want to take it more chronologically, too, yeah. but you, you, okay. Granny Goodness, Desaad, Steppenwolf, and Darkseid yes. are four different characters. Yes. With different affectations who speak differently and don't have the same voice. Now, what this movie would lead you to believe <laughs> is all of these characters just have this voice and talk like this to each other. They all sounded exactly the same. So None of them have any character. When I first saw Steppenwolf, and I know I'm jumping, I thought it was Darkseid because they, <laughs> yeah. they, they, and I understand he has a hammerhead, but I thought that they maybe just gave a weird helmet, like a weird yeah. helmet to Darkseid sure. because Darkseid unfortunately looks exactly like Thanos in the comics. Yes. And if you were trying to translate him onto the screen, you would pretty much just have a Thanos. And I understand in 2017, sure. DC being like, oh, we have to introduce our big bad, the guy who does Thanos things. Maybe we shouldn't make him look like well, Thanos. Thanos is a copy of Darkseid. Yes. But yes, I, I agree. Marvel stole many of its, of its go-to characters. I just think it, at, when it comes to movies, since we've well, had- here's my, here's my thing about how they did make Darkseid. Finish your thought, sorry. I just think in 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 two competing movie studios, not in yeah. comic lore, not in all that. Sure, 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 sure. I do prefer Thanos to Darkseid because I think Darkseid's oh, yeah. uh, overall 
um, in both comics and movies, Darkseid's overall, like, this is what I'm going to do, evil plan, is is all over the place. <laughs> um, sure, yeah. He, he's not a great ring. But I mean, Thanos is, is a little bit, too. Yeah, it, neither are great. However, I do understand why someone would want to differentiate them with looks. They went a different way. They did not differentiate them with looks, but no. they made him look insane. <laughs> well, okay, so they did differentiate with him in looks. Because when you think about how Marvel did Thanos, they made him purple yeah. and big and tall and muscly. And then DC was like, well, what if we made Darkseid just look like Geodude? <laughs> what if Darkseid just looks like a big Geodude? What if he's Geodude? What if and, he's dark yeah. purple, less muscles, shorter? <laughs> and Geodude. What if he shows up and he just looks like a Geodude and he's Geodude? Yeah, there's some, there's some stuff going on with character design, I think, in general. But let's start at the beginning with this one. Um, so yeah, Superman does a big sad yell for four minutes. And then, and then, um, and then they do this whole thing where Lois Lane is like visiting Superman's grave and Zack Snyder's like, I don't think people are going to understand what's going on here. Let me pick a song where the lyrics are literally what's happening on the screen. And so the lyrics are like, they said the gods would outlast. It's like a Nick Cave song or whatever. It's like, they say the gods would out live longer than us. And they lied. And it's like, yeah, this God died. This is the lyrics are literally what's happening on the, why are you doing this? Why are the, the you can't put on a song where the lyrics are literally just what's happening on the screen. The songs here, and this is um, some, uh, uh, so this is something I, I, I have become, my, my friend Spencer watched a, a show on Netflix where like Selling Sunset or something, one of those like crappy okay. t- TV shows. Sure, sure, he sure. texted me, you gotta watch this TV show for the music alone because the music in this show is all of the weird, like not real songs, but they make to sound like real pop songs where it's like, oh, cool, yeah. bag, purse, going out on the town, right? To like yeah, sound yeah, yeah. like a pop song, but it's just, you know, nonsense words. This movie also had, I, they might be real songs, but they, they are sound real songs. like the songs from Queer Eye that they need to do to change <laughs> scenes, you know, where it's just like, we're loving and living out on the town. Like that's how every song is this. Well, but like, but also like, okay, so like there's a scene and David Twitty reminded me that in the original version, the song that they used was Icky Thump, which is another batshit song choice. Yeah, but there's a scene, there's a scene where Aquaman is standing on a pier in his skinny jeans that he swims in, which is a whole other thing. (laughs) Aquaman does all his swimming in the tightest jeans in the world, which let me tell you, not comfortable to walk in, definitely not comfortable to swim in. I like it because he throws away his shirt too every time he goes in, which I get it. I want to yeah. see Jason Momoa shirtless. I understand yeah, 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 why yeah, they put that in. Totally. A, a gorgeous man, cool tattoos. Yeah, let me see it again. But um, Sam turned to me, a person who's not attracted sexually to Jason, <laughs> Jason Momoa, and turned to me and goes, ah, I guess he loses a lot of shirts though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't put it in his pocket. He doesn't keep it on. He just throws it to the side. No more shirt. <laughs> so... Jason Momoa stands on this pier and he's looking pensive and then the music starts and it's like there's a king thinking about going to his kingdom and I was like oh is this a part where Aquaman's thinking about going to Atlantis and then the next scene is Aquaman goes to Atlantis and I was like you can't just have the lyrics be exactly what's happening in the scene that's so fucking stupid that's like how that's how like I've only just learned that you can put music in a movie and I'm in college right now. So the lyrics, it's like, I'm, 
I'm putting together a fucking music montage for the Vampire Diaries, and I need the lyrics to be exactly what's happening in that scene, almost as if the song was written first. And I was like, all right, oh, what's that? It's about a king and he's going to his kingdom? Oh, cool, you know what? I'll write a scene now where Aquaman thinks about going to his kingdom, and then he does. Yeah, there's some... Anyway, so Superman's yelling for four minutes, and he yeah. his yell triggers a box. The mother boxes, yeah. It turns on one of the mother boxes. Yeah, which, here's the thing. Do we ever really get a great idea of what the mother boxes are? Mm, no. Um, why are they called that? Yeah. But we know they're important. We know they're real important, <laughs> and we're going to spend two hours of this movie just kind of, like, fighting over them. Um, yeah. I think you tweeted this. I saw you, a tweet where you were like, or maybe it was on Facebook where it's like, it definitely feels more than four hours. Like, shut up if you're like, it doesn't feel like four oh, hours. Oh, no, yeah. Some, there's people on the internet who are like, it doesn't even feel like four hours. And that's the stupidest lie in the world. I cannot think of a four-hour experience that feels more like four hours than watching the Snyder Cut. And I have had several tattoos that take about four hours. Can I, can I tell you what I think this movie feels like? Please. I think the first hour feels like two and a half hours. Okay, I think yeah. the middle two hours feel like an hour and 30 minutes. I do think the middle two hours yeah. are like pretty fast paced. They're fun. Um, for sure. The last hour, the, oh first, my God. the first half of the last hour, like the first 30 minutes feels like one hour. And then the last yeah. 30 minutes feels like six days of your life. <laughs> it does? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay, okay. Here's, okay. I, this is a somebody, I, not, cause I, I did watch, did you watch the Joss Whedon version, the original version? 100% think I fell asleep in it. I think I That's started fair. it, and I think I probably fell asleep in it at some point when it came out two years ago. So, okay, so there's a part in the Joss Whedon version where the whole team is together, and they're on a big aircraft, and they're heading to fight uh, Steppenwolf and his stuff. Yeah. And that's probably the last 10, 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And in this version, they they start that scene where the whole team's on an airplane and they're heading over to fight Steppenwolf and his stuff. And I was like, wow, did we get through it that already? And I hit the X button on my PlayStation 4 remote and it said one hour remaining in the screen time. And I was like, what the fuck? What, what the fuck is going to happen for an hour? What the shit could possibly happen for the next hour? That's this whole, it, is it the whole fight? And it's not. And here's what happens. It's about 20, 30 minutes of them fighting Steppenwolf. Well, and I think here's we the, should... I think we should save that oh, for the we'll end go, of this discussion. We'll go, yeah, we'll go. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Because okay. it broke me. It broke a piece of me. <laughs> so I do want it to be the crescendo of this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Because I so so Batman tr Batman tries to recruit Aquaman and he says no and then he goes to Atlantis and then Batman tries to recruit um who does he try to recruit next? Uh. I think he tries to get the Flash or Is something. it Flash? Does he get Flash? And then I think Flash joins, and then Wonder so Woman shows up. Flash, I think, is a real interesting... So Wonder Woman is, like, is already down. Yeah, Wonder Woman's on the team. Is on the team. So oh, he, oh, by the way, I forgot. No, 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 this is important. The yeah. Wonder Woman's introduction to the movie. Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman stops a bank, a bank. Like, there's these terrorists who are trying to blow up a bank. And except, Wonder Woman shows... Go ahead. The crazy thing about them is... They could have shot a scene where it's just bank robbers trying to get into a bank. Um, they have, like, a whole other thing where they want to cause, like, international terror through Europe. And it's not actually – it's a suicide bomber. It actually has nothing to do with the bank. They're trying to take out four – they have such a confusing thing that I thought it was going to tie back in. 
in the movie. Yeah, 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 same. Because they're not just robbers at a bank. They're doing, like, a whole something else. And it's like... Well, they're trying to, like, do a fight club, I think, where they're trying to, like, erase debt records and stuff, which, like, no, they should. Like, no, no, no. They're not trying to erase debt records. They're trying to blow up four blocks. They don't care about the bank. Because also, oh. debt records aren't aren't in, like, in that fight club... Yeah. In okay. fight club kinds, it kind of made sense. But, like, nothing's... Digit, like everything's digitized. If you blow up one bank, like it doesn't erase yeah, debts yeah, yeah. in any way. Okay. No, no, no. They want to just blow up four blocks around the bank to create yeah. panic and send Europe back to the Dark Ages, which has the word dark in it, which makes you think it's probably somehow related to Dark Side, which you know is coming at some point. It's sure. not. They're doing no, a yeah, whole other no, thing that's so Looney Tunes and weird. I just thought it was going to tie back in at some point because it was such a complicated plan. Well, okay, and so, so Wonder Woman jumps in and her cool music starts playing because it's cool music. Wonder Woman theme song is probably the best part of all of these movies. It starts going really cool. And then they she starts doing her bullet, her deflecting thing, yeah. and it looks cool as shit. I'm like, wow, I actually really like how this is done. And then she grabs a man and throws him neck first into a wall, and it caves in the wall. And I was like, oh, that guy's dead. Like, Wonder Woman just straight fucking killed that guy. Yeah. And then Wonder Woman takes the bomb, throws it way up in the air so it doesn't it, it explodes and no one gets hurt. And then the guy takes his machine gun and he's ready to shoot these civilians. So Wonder Woman uh, gets ready to smash her bracers together, that thing that she does. Yeah. And then they cut to outside and you just see the guy's bowler hat fall. So Wonder Woman explodes this man. Like Wonder Woman straight up explodes a guy. And then, like, and then afterwards there's like a little kid and the little kid's like, can I get to grow up to be you? And Wonder Woman's like, you can do whatever you want. And it's like, you just murdered, a, like, multiple people in front of these kids and then gave that kid, like, you can grow up to murder people, too. I'm Wonder Woman. Bye. Wonder, they, they shouldn't... Here's the thing about it. Wonder Woman... And here's, here's my take. And I don't, you know, Gal Gadot... I'm not a fan of Gal Gadot for all the IDF stuff. Yeah. I tried to actually... After the last time we talked about it, I tried to look up more on her, and I really couldn't, like... I don't know... But here's here's my whole. I probably need more thing. to do more research because I don't know that. Here's, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know that much about Gal Gadot. Totally. But I realize here's my whole thing. The first Wonder Woman movie to me is the first DC movie that puts any value on human life. Yeah. The movie stuff. Wonder Woman one suffers from having to exist in the sort of the grim, dark, grayscale world that Zack Snyder built with his stupid hands, and the movie is less fun for it. But it is a hopeful movie that values human life. The first Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. And I really, I really liked it. At the time, it was my favorite DC movie. Um, it might still be. I liked Aquaman. It was stupid, but it was fun. It was, it was fun enough that I didn't care how bad it was. And then I actually really liked Shazam also. Yeah. Mine um, is Birds of Prey, however. Birds of Prey. I like Birds of Prey too. Birds yeah. of Prey definitely up there. Um, it's, but it's my number one, but I like Shazam. Birds of- Shazam real fun but I, I was like Wonder Woman is the, the thing I liked about it is it's the first movie where a DC superhero was like I actually don't want humans to die yeah. and I thought that's really important to Wonder Woman as like her role as this protector and this guardian and then this one she just shows up and straight up murders like a bunch of people yeah I think my issue too is a thing that they do with Wonder Woman a lot is they do this thing where she like steadies herself like i'm about to fight and i'm like yeah. you are so fast that if you just yeah. ran you could steal that gun like we didn't need yeah. to do any of this yeah and she's yeah. like mm, uh steady myself to fight i'm like use this yeah, she second. does a lot of posing 
use the second to maybe just go and grab that gun. Like you don't need, yeah. you don't need to do any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also got me, and I do think this is the biggest issue of um, of Wonder Woman is the first movie. While I liked it, they had two big issues. One, okay. they made her a god, which I understand is like some comic book accurate. Um, yeah, I yeah. don't think it works in like a gritty real universe <laughs> that sure. the Greek gods exist and that one Ooh. of them lives among us. And see, this is where I got to argue with you. Well, finish your thought. Finish your thought. So I do think this is a little bit of an issue because as she saves a bunch of Catholic school girls and one little Catholic school girl asks, can I be <laughs> And her That's answer is, everything you've been taught is a lie. I am the daughter of Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that's an issue inherently. I do also can think- I, Can I grow up to be like you? You can be anything you want. I am literally a God though. So you can't be that, but anything below there you got. Also, stop uh, stop attending your religious classes here. Anyway, your God is dead. Uh, it's like, I, I just feel like this. But I think the second thing, which I'm like, Wonder Woman, ma'am, no, is um, in the first one, she beats Ares, but the then World War II still happens. Um, so she she destroys the, the Greek concept of war and yet obviously still has to fight a war every single time she's yeah. on screen. Um, and I just think the stakes don't make sense anymore for what That's Wonder true. Woman is and what she yeah. wants to accomplish. Um, yeah. Well, so. so, yeah. And um, I do, the thing I like about the Greek God being real in this one is that in the flashback sequence where the people of Earth are banding together to beat up Darkseid, you do get to see Zeus and he's got such gay pinup energy and he's so hot and so wearing nothing. He's just like shirtless with like one leather strap and like two like furry things on just like a loincloth and he's just shooting lightning out of his shit and they whips ass and he's got like such big strong like burly gay energy and i was like this this fucking rules i love big gay zeus that that, that like, that's fucking great well so anyway so we're introduced to wonder woman she's gonna help batman batman yeah. then so I think why the, so they introduce a lot of characters in this movie, a lot of characters in this movie. Yes. We then see the Flash who saves mm -hmm. a woman from a car wreck and then visits his dad in prison. Yeah, Billy Crudup who dropped off the Flash movie because he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, we then also have, we are introduced to Cyborg. Yeah. Who is, uh, we are introduced through Cyborg's dad who's a scientist. We meet Cyborg who, then we get, a flashback to what happened to cyborg but nothing has been right. in flashback so far so for me i was like wait is this happening right now and it's like no that's totally. a flashback which was very confusing yeah, yeah. um mm -hmm. wonder woman tells batman a story about how the mother how they defeated dark side the first time you get sexy zeus i'm just trying to get us up to the plot yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no no totally totally dark side shows up he does look like a big geo dude and what's funny about this scene is in the original cut, it was Steppenwolf showing up and getting beat up by the people of Earth. And then for this one, they're just like, ah, just make it Darkseid. We'll just have it be Darkseid this time. So it is Darkseid, and he looks like a big Geo dude. And they show us our first Green Lantern in this version of the cinematic universe, and it does look like pure dog shit. It looks like a like a weird it looks like anthropomorphic a, bat it looks like dinosaur. The Animorphs, but like it's a person turning into a chimp, <laughs> but it's yeah. in the middle between person and chimp. 
Um, it does look like one of the middle stages on an Animorphs. And it not only does it suck, it sucks at, it doesn't do any cool Green Lantern shit. It doesn't make any constructs. It just fires green lightning at stuff. And then Darkseid just chops its arm off and kills it. So It's not cool at all. I think about the message of this movie. And this goes yeah. into message, which I usually don't bring up in a Zack Snyder vehicle. Sure, sure, sure. But sure. I do think there's a really weird thing of message in this because the so one of the things we first hear, um, like Dark's uh, step, I think it's Steppenwolf said is like, yeah. there's no Kryptonian, no Lantern. This world will be easy to take, or one of them. Yeah. Who cares? It's one. In one and then they movies. kill the Lantern immediately and with zero difficulty. Well, so they, they did that in the past. This is the yeah. second time that they tra- take Earth. So the first time, there was a lantern on Earth, and they killed with absolutely no difficulty. Krypton seemingly was still a place, so obviously there would be no Kryptonians on Earth back yeah. when this happened. Yeah. Um, and so then we're like, so Wonder Woman talks a big game of, like, if the Atlanteans and the Amazons and the, and the race of man can get together, we can do it. Right, but in the yeah. end, um, they didn't have a lantern, so they did need a Kryptonian. They like yeah. you couldn't yeah. do it without a space god with yeah. some magic powers coming down yeah. and saving Earth, which is fine. But then don't make it this thing about unity between the three people. Totally, and also just the the other thing about the unity that made me laugh very hard is like without the Atlanteans and the Amazonians and the gods and the men, we couldn't do it. And it's like, did you really need the men though? Yeah. Did you, if you have the if you have the Atlanteans and the crypto Atlanteans and the Amazons and the old gods, probably didn't need those men. I do feel like um, because also in the final fight scene, Batman is just like on a walkie-talkie, standing above it, not doing shit. So right, yeah, Batman doesn't do shit. Doesn't do shit in the final fight scene. So in that way, they never actually needed men. Men did nothing. <laughs> men did absolutely because. I understand that Flash is like a human, but because Flash has extra human powers, they don't really seem like- No, and it sort of, it elevates Flash and Cyborg into that sort of the old gods sort of role role, in the fight. Because they have powers, yeah. Yeah. So the only man here is Batman, and he does jack shit in that final fight. He does absolutely Absolutely nothing. He drives a car around a little bit. Like Wonder Woman's getting her ass kicked, doesn't even help. Doesn't even like go in and be like, it, it's me, Batman. <laughs> so they, they they do a couple of scenes. There's a couple of scenes where like Steppenwolf's going around and stealing the mother boxes from the Amazons and he steals it from Atlantis. And then they do a scene where he talks to Desaad. And what I need to talk about in this scene is that we get our first back view of Steppenwolf. And the reason I have to talk about the back view of Steppenwolf is his ass. So, okay, here's the thing. Steppenwolf's, Steppenwolf's design is radically different. In the first, in the Joss Whedon cut, he had this like weird bone armor and he kind of looked like a guy. In this one, he's made of knives. His whole body is just knives. He's made of a million knives. He kind of looks like the the destroyer from the first Thor movie. Yeah. The big it's thing that was made of- because in the comics, he just kind of looks like a guy with a hat. Yeah, in the comics, he is just a man with a hat. In this one, and this one also, they're like, well, he can't have human hands. So they take his hand and he's got like, three extra thumbs coming out of his wrists and it's like ah, isn't that scary and it's like no it just looks like it's hard to grab shit yeah he looks like um he looks like whatever he's humanoid enough that the, the in the ways that he's not human become very disturbing because it's yeah. like he's also kind of a middle animorph where it's like yes. he doesn't seem fully <laughs> yeah. 
fully realized into the thing that he's becoming, you know? But he, so he's just got like some, some, like a weird kind of dinosaur-y face and his body is just made of knives. And that's fine. It looks stupid. It doesn't look better than the one in the Joss Whedon cut, but it does look different. It looks stupid in a different way. But then you turn that boy. Why didn't they just make him a man with a hat? Was there something (laughs) like you couldn't make him a man with a hat? Because I think that would have been fine. Well, you turn that boy around and he's got the most defined giant ass and his cheeks are so defined and they're covered in knives and he's got a loincloth made of knives that just hangs between his two ass cheeks, but like clearly keeps the ass cheeks spread apart, I guess, because the loincloth's made of knives. So it wouldn't like fall like cloth. So he's just got like this weird knife ass where his ass cheeks are like a foot apart and there's a fucking knife loincloth between it. And I'm watching this and I'm like, why is his ass so defined? Why was it so important to be like, hey, I just need you to know that Steppenwolf got a dump truck ass and he keeps his ass cheeks spread apart with a knife loincloth. That's something that you have to just be aware of when you're watching Justice League. League, yeah. It's it's confusing. There's a lot of just things I find confusing in this movie. Um, I found myself asking... So the thing is, watching a, um, a superhero movie with Sam, he has seen all the Marvel movies, but that was kind of recent. That was like a quarantine activity sure. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think he's seen all of the DC movies. So usually when I like I prepare to watch a superhero movie with Sam, I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to answer a few questions. He also knows <laughs> that I've read a lot more comics than yeah. him. So like he's like, ah, who's that sometimes? And yeah. um, this one, I couldn't tell you. There's a lot of things where I was like, couldn't tell you. <laughs> well, like, what are some of these? What are some of these questions? Um, I don't even remember at the time, but I was like, I don't know what's happening. And usually, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, that's like a. And I'm like pretty good. Like we watched all of WandaVision yeah. together, and I, I, I'm not a huge Wanda and Vision fan, but I knew enough to be like, ah, that's a cool thing. That's totally. a cool little thing. Yeah, and this yeah. one, I was like, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I thought <laughs> I knew enough about comics to be like, what a cool thing. I did like when they brought in Martian Manhunter for no reason and also did nothing. That was the world. Okay, no, we have to talk about that. Okay, 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 okay. There's a scene, there's a scene in the Joss Whedon cut where Martha Kent and uh, and Lois Lane talk. And in the Joss Whedon one, Martha Kent says something batshit like, you know what they say, it's like a cougar jumping into a landslide or so, it says some sort of thing that no one has ever said and it's insane. Yeah. And this, but it's still like Martha Kent talking about how sad she is that, you know, the world doesn't know Superman's her son. This, in this cut, in the Snyder cut, that scene is much longer and it goes on longer and Martha Kent gets even more emotional. And I was like, okay, it's like some more emotional resonance. And then Martha Kent stands up and walks out of the room after just like really talking to Lois about how sad she is and she's so proud of her son, walks out of the room, shapeshifted into Martian Manhunter, walks away. So none of the stakes, all of the emotional stakes that they created in this last room of this woman talking to her son's love about her son. And it's like, by the way, surprise, that wasn't Martha Kent. It was Martian Manhunter. It complete. So he was lying about how he felt about Superman and pretending to be Superman's mom is insane. I think a weird part of that that you're missing is she came to say hi to Lois because they sold the farm. Something that we see the farm, like Superman's like family farm. Yeah. With a for sale sign, like, and she comes to be like, hey, I just want to let you know I sold the farm, you know. 
This is like me reaching out to people in my life who remember Kent, you know? And then, um, you're like, oh, she knows about the farm being sold. Meaning Martian Manhunter also did research for this performance. (laughs) Like, and also it means at some point, at some point, Lois Lane's gonna be like, oh, well, remember how you came and talked to me at the farm? And Martha Kent's gonna be like, what? What? Yeah, no, I did sell the farm. You're right about all of the (laughs) the facts of this, but I did not come to New York to say hi to you. Like, it's like, what? I think it's also really funny because that that scene actually does not pass the Bechdel test. I always kind of look like for like representation issues. It doesn't because they're mostly talking about, you know, Clark. Like there's not a, there's not an exchange outside of that. But when, uh, but when Martha (laughs) Kett turned into John Jones, let me tell you. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it even further does not pass the back. <laughs> I was that's like, oh, okay. It was actually with an alien this whole time. I guess that's, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I do great. have to say, okay. So there's two two things I think really got messed up in this one that there's no green lantern i just don't think that there's i think making a justice league without a green lantern and i did read an article that Zack snyder did want to add a green lantern to this movie and the studio told him no um and they couldn't agree on it because he didn't want it to be hal jordan he wanted it to be john stewart and they i mean and that's correct no that's a correct and i think that's a good take he was like, I want it to be John Stewart. I'm not John Stewart with an H, not a comedian John Stewart. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like you want like more like black representation. You mm-hmm. want like the current Green Lantern, I believe still is still John Stewart. Like I understand why you would do this. Um, however, I do think it, when someone's like, no, nah, you can't do it. No, you can't do it. it for his, there's just, well, there's no Green Lantern. We're not going to explain yeah. why there's no Green Lantern. I was like, huh, interesting. <laughs> Well, but also, and I'll say this, and I've, there's been some, like, there's been some, like, reports that, like, Jeff Johns at DC was, like, very racist and shitty, and so was Joss Whedon, and there's been, like, a lot of stuff about that, and I fully believe all of that, and I, I fully believe that. I also will say that if I'm a movie studio and Zack Snyder comes to me and is like, hey, I want to use this character, my initial response is, oh, no. No. So no. what do you want it for? Definitely not. You're Zack Snyder. You're the one who at the beginning of in Batman or Man of is it Batman of Superman or Man of Steel? I think it's Man of Steel. There's just a guy who gets shot in the head at the beginning and like that's nothing really Jimmy. comes of it. And then Zack Snyder interview interview was like, Oh, by the way, that's uh that's that's as Jimmy Olsen, that's Superman's pal. And people were like, What? Why? And he's like, Why don't you murder him off screen <laughs> off screen. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying and he's like, it's fun. I think it had a, obviously i think the, the why there's no green lantern is like a lot to do about race here however i also if i was a movie studio and he's like well i wrote the script it's four and a half hours long anyway i just <laughs> uh, go ahead to use green lantern i might be like at the green lantern Cut. <laughs> one superhero from this it's four and a half hours long you say yeah, um, yeah, yeah and yeah. i would honestly say probably in this one there's a lot of people you could cut um because they introduced so many new people. <laughs> and part of it, I will say this, though, because this, this is what happens with all of Zack Snyder's movies. They're bad, and then people are like, well, you know why it's bad is because they couldn't see the original four-hour version. Yeah. At some point, if hey, if you only know how to make four-hour movies, you're bad at making movies. I feel if that's, like, though... If that's the only kind of movie you got in, your, in the thing that you can do, you, well, you actually are bad at this. 
I actually am really excited though, because I feel like for years people were being like, oh, Rosie, you don't like Zack Snyder because you've never seen the four hour movie. And now I've seen the four hour movie and I'm like, yeah. no, he just can't, he's not very good. He's actually very bad at this. They let him do four hours. I mean, I guess they didn't let him use Green Lantern, but I don't think adding the Green Lantern into this movie would have saved this. Like, I don't think that would have been the perfect like structural piece. No, 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 you no, had no. Martian Manhunter, you could have used him and you don't. Yeah. They introduce, and I won't I get into it. I want to talk about Martian Manhunter's other scene later because no. it is the funniest thing in the world to me. I, okay. So pretty much, we'll go through the easy, they get all the boxes together. They devise a plan for, um, I will say that, I will say there's, there is a really cool point. There's a point, there are a couple cool things. There are some added yep. scenes with the Amazons that I thought were cool as hell. Yeah. Um, there's the a Amazon, scene, oh, go ahead. I thought the Amazons overall, usually when you cut to Themyscira, I'm like, cool shit. But it's always yeah. just beat them up, punch them stuff. And I'm like, good. The action yeah, is not go. bad in this movie. There's no, no, totally. Only one bad action scene is when, so Batman tried to get Aquaman and then he can't do it. And then Aquaman talks to his uh, sister or whatever underwater. And someone. I think it was his it? girlfriend, but go oh, it's I, Mira? Think it's I didn't even. Mira? Yeah. I did not even recognize her because they took yeah. away her, her red hair. They made her like not a redhead. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is this? Super okay. Weird. Yeah. Fine. They were like, ah, oh, red's too much of a color for this movie. Everything does have to be a great scale. So, all right. He talks to Mira. Um, and he's like, all right, I guess I have to defend everyone in Atlantis and everything. And so he goes and he's like, all right, I'm going to join these fucking idiots and we're going to do the thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm whatever. So he, they think that they're going to drown in a tunnel. They're trying to stop Steppenwolf and they think they're going to drown in a tunnel. And so, uh, but, oh, thank God, minute, last minute, Steppenwolf shoots through the tunnel and then all the water starts to pour in. Oh no, we're going to drown. And then Aquaman comes and he's like, I got this. And he like stops the water and then <laughs> he doesn't do it good enough. And they also just watch <laughs> him. They watch him stop the water and they're like, damn, it's Aquaman. They don't run away. They, they don't run away. They're just like, wow, he's stopping the water. Hey, you doing good stopping the water? Thanks for stopping the water. They don't even get in. Yeah. They don't run away. They also see him struggle and like push against him. They're not like, mm, we should get out of here. I don't know how long he can hold it. They just stand there going, damn, Aquaman. And I was like, okay. Th that scene made me so angry that I almost was like, we should just stop watching this. And I'm so glad I didn't. But that yeah. was the point where I was like, what? But also here's, here's the other thing about, here's the other thing that's, insane about the whole stop the water scene cyborg can fly out of there very easily flash mm -hmm. can run out of there very easily wonder woman could definitely swim under the water the only person at risk is batman and literally any of the other three people i mentioned could grab batman and get him the fuck out of there there's zero stakes as to why the water coming in is a bad thing there aren't any civilians in they already got all the civilians out but now the only person who is at risk from this water is batman and he's got three friends who could very easily take him out of that situation. Aquaman does not have to stop the water. No one has to. And then they all pile into Batman's crab robot as it slowly walks up the wall. And it's like, no, just someone grab Batman and take him out of there. Or Batman, use your grapple hook to get out of there. A thing that is unlimited strength and power. It's so easy. Yeah, I, it's the, anyway. What, what are some things you like? What were some cool things? So you like the Amazons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole scene where Cyborg is talking about the history of the mother boxes. 
And like it's it's cyborg in his hoodie, just like walking through as the history goes by, like walking through. That's the cool. I thought that was cool. I thought in general, most of the stuff that they added with cyborg was good, and and I I thought it was like yeah, this is good. I'd like to see this character more fleshed out. I thought yeah. most of the stuff they added with him was good. I think the big issue is they tried to introduce cyborg in a much an already jam packed movie. I think if yeah, they yeah. gave cyborg an origin story, or if they even totally. just gave like or if like they had it this movie was in two parts and one was like the forming of the league and they like beat a smaller bad guy and then the league goes up against the next bad guy i think you could have done it kind of either way but i think the big issue is they sandwiched cyborg's stuff really in and this movie doesn't feel like an origin story but then you have to watch a bunch of scenes of his origin story which are yeah pretty well done and the stakes for him i think make sense a lot yeah 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 totally but they don't belong in this movie. And that's, I think, the bigger issue, you know? Yeah. But I liked, I liked almost everything with Cyborg. I, I do think that the, the one thing that I thought was a little bit that I didn't get with, yeah. with him a little bit was just um, at first he's like, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be a part of this. And I, I was like, okay. And also... I didn't like quite understand why he really didn't want to be a part of this. I was like, I don't, sure. he doesn't have anything else going on. There's nothing like, and, and it, it's never resolved. He's just like, I guess yeah. I'll be a part of this. There's no, yeah, there's no like, fine with it. He, there's no convincing him why or why not. I think the yeah. other thing that I didn't a hundred percent get with him. And, and this might be that I'm just like, don't know the reference sheet enough. Like I don't, I don't, sure. I don't know that much about the character. Um, I never thought, I didn't think he could like speak, I thought he was, like, good at machines. Like, he was, like, a hacker. Like, if he touched a machine, he could hack into it. But sure, he's, like, yeah. really speaking to machines. <laughs> yeah, he kind of Dr. Doolittle's it with machines. With machi- he's, a doc- he's a machine Dr. Doolittle. And I, I I don't know if that's, like, just that I didn't read enough of the comics. But, or if, but it came off really weird in this movie. It was very weird. Here's the thing that I'm sort of realizing as you're talking. Batman starts the movie feeling kind of bad that Superman is dead and then by the end of it he brings superman back yeah wonder woman starts the movie feeling very protective of humanity and at the end she still feels very protective of humanity flash starts the movie as kind of like a weird dork and he wants wants to go to to criminology school he wants to go to criminology school and then at the end he does go um, to criminology school (laughs) cyborg starts the movie is feeling bad about what he is and then at the end of it he doesn't feel as bad about what he is because he has powers. Um, Cyborg is the only one who has any sort of character arc. And even that, they don't explain it. Just at the end, he's like, oh, I guess this is fine. Uh, so he's the one, he's the only one who does sort of experience any sort of change in his motivation and what he does. They don't show why or how. Yeah. But no one else has a fucking arc in this movie. Like, literally yeah. no one else. Every every other character is a static fucking point. I would say the thing that the most, I would actually argue the most arc is The Flash. A a kid who wants to go to criminology school and then a kid criminology. who gets into <laughs> criminology school. Which, like, here's the thing. That's, like, goodwill hunting. Like, that just, like, yeah. if you explain that that's the biggest emotional arc of this story, you would be like, Oh, that what's this movie about? Like a goodwill hunting type? And you're like, no, it's about superheroes fighting uh, the actual forces of darkness. And you're like, okay, well that 
that emotional arc, like that arc doesn't feel like quite big enough for what we're dealing with. I guess yeah. the other biggest arc is Superman starts dead and then they make Superman a lot. Well, and the other part is like, you can't give Aquaman an arc because Aquaman's movie where he goes from not wanting to be a hero to being a hero yeah. takes place after this. Yeah. I think. Or it's before? Maybe it's I, before. It doesn't... But I, in what what's wild about Aquaman and this movie being different movies is at the start of each of these movies, Aquaman's like, I don't want to be a hero. I just want to be a guy. And then at the end of it, he's like, all right, I guess I'm a hero. But you can't have that arc twice. Yeah. Because that means that after... Whichever one chronologically came first at some point after it aquaman was like eh, never mind i want to go i just want to be a guy again i just would rather be a guy yeah there's a lot of um yeah there's no anyway they get they they have to use a, the third mother box that they haven't found yet so so the thing is cyborg has had the third mother box and stefano has been looking for it but the problem is the mother box is not on because yeah. some of the mother boxes turn on and we're never told why. They just turn well, on one sometimes. One turns on because Superman screamed. <laughs> yeah, one turned on because of Superman's big sad yell. One turned on because uh, Darkseid just helped turn it on, I guess. Sure. Steppenwolf uh, like, then, it and is like, it's on now. And you're like, okay. Yeah, and then the third one won't turn on. We don't know why. And we learn that Steppenwolf has been exiled. And there's some really funny shots where Steppenwolf's like, can I just talk to Darkseid about it? And Desaad is like, no. And then Steppenwolf looks very pouty. And you're like, you're a big man made of knives. You look very funny when you pout. Uh, I understand it's like bad being excommunicated, but like they still use him and he still talks to these people, it sounds like. It's like a really weird excommunication, you know? Well, it's funny too, because it's like, you have to conquer a thousand more worlds before you can come home. And it's like, I just feel like Steppenwolf's whole thing is conquering worlds. Like, it doesn't really seem like he doesn't want to be doing this. He seems to enjoy this shit. At one point, he goes like, oh, man, that's so many worlds. And I'm like, yeah, but what were yeah. you going to do otherwise? This is yeah, kind of- what, what does your weekend look like otherwise? <laughs> that's like saying to Batman, it's like, yeah, you just have to be go to 100 more galas and then leave the gala to fight street crime. And it's like, oh, but I don't want to go to galas and then fight street crime. And it's like, <laughs> but that's your whole thing sort of the whole thing that you're all about that's the thing you do so what else would you be doing if you weren't doing that like just tell me yeah. what it would be <laughs> but there's i could see that argument going from the other side where seven was like look that's what i'm doing anyway just let me come home and keep doing you know what i mean like i could see that argument going both ways <laughs> yeah i confusing i do i do have to say um so seven wolf has to he they if they don't turn on the third one they they decide to turn on the third one, which they know will make Steppenwolf immediately come get it, they say. However, they do turn on it, and then it takes Steppenwolf, like, at least 25 minutes to get there. Yeah, well, because Superman's got to beat everyone's asses. So they Because use- Superman, as they did point, as, as again, this is another one that David Twitty points out. Superman yeah. comes back from the dead, busts out of his coffin, and he comes out, and it, you find out that they did bury Superman shirtless wearing sweatpants. Superman yeah. was buried in a coffin, shirtless with sweatpants on. And a photo of his dad. <laughs> and a photo of his dad. Um, Which, in a pine box. In a pine, yeah, in a pine box. He comes sure. out, he, he beats up the whole Justice League, and then Lois Lane shows up, and, like, they do his whole thing. Steppenwolf gets the third box, and they find out, like, okay, well, if we don't get over there and stop Steppenwolf from putting the boxes together, it'll start the unity, and that's going to delete the entire world. It's going to turn the whole world into ash. Yeah. Um, and they're like, okay, well, Cyborg, you talk to a computer's good, so you're going to plug into the Unity, which is also computers, 
and then Flash is going to touch you with his electric fingers, and then it'll push you into the box somehow, and then you can fight the mother box from inside. Yeah. And that's the plan that they do. And then they do it, and they they fly well, in. Okay, so an important note is early on we hear, oh, no, if Flash gets too close to the, to the speed of light, then time yeah. dilates. But yeah. we don't actually explain that. He just says time gets weird, which I'm sure is... He's like, that's a rule that I can't break because time will get weird. Yeah, time gets weird. Um, so, But he has to break it because he... In this version of The Flash, The Flash falls down a bunch. The Flash is constantly skin and knees, falling over, losing their balance. Yes, absolutely. Um, constantly a tripping. That, a thing that I didn't ever think about The Flash... <laughs> The Flash's greatest weakness is falling down, I guess. Well, no, okay, so no, no, no. The Flash's greatest weakness is that he's very easily distracted because we see this because we see, we have to watch, like, 30% of this movie is The Flash running in slow motion. Let me say that. And what you learn about The Flash is that he's constantly just, like, wide eyes, just looking around like, wow, stuff looks wild when I run like this. That's, like, The Flash's whole thing is just looking around me like, whoa, ah, crazy, ah, beans look at all this stuff and then he trips a lot because that's his whole thing apparently it's the so in every time the flash trips he rips part of his suit because he's going too fast or something and then it hurts him real bad um and he gets hurt real bad and then he's like wait i need another second to like heal and then he's like no i gotta go fast um and he he do go fast uh and it looks cool looks real cool which i enjoyed so we we see the flash run real fast, and then it all works, I guess. But well, like- so no, okay. So what, so what happens is they do this whole thing where Superman shows up, and uh, so my my issue, one of my issues with the Joss Whedon cut of the movie, is that the whole premise of the Justice League is individually these people fail against the big threats, but together they can overcome. Yeah. In the original Joss Whedon cut of the Justice League, the entire Justice League minus Superman fights against Steppenwolf, and he just absolutely beats all of their asses to a pulp, and then Superman shows up and just beats the shit out of Steppenwolf, and it's like, wow. I guess the premise of this movie is that individually, the Justice League sucks, and also, as a team, they suck if Superman's not there, but if Superman's there, everything's going to be all right. Like, that's okay. not really what it's, it's really about. the vibe but... of the Justice League, but so I guess in So in this one, they do a slightly better job where, like, the, the League is struggling with Steppenwolf, but Superman shows up, and he helps... But then I was like, all right, Superman is is still too important. And then Cyborg needs Flash to touch him with his electric fingers so he can go into the thing, and he fails. And the unity starts, and Darkseid steps to the gate, and the world is exploded. Like, this actually happens. And Flash mm-hmm. is like, well, guess I got to break my only rule. And then he starts running the other way, and Flash beats the speed of light and is able to turn back the clock. And I actually really like that. What I liked about that is it took away from this idea that, well, I guess the Justice League's bullshit without Superman to, I guess the Justice League is bullshit without Superman and also the Flash. Because also, they didn't pay- Flash yeah. sacrifices uh, any moral or, like, law that he had uh, if he just throws it out the goddamn window. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like- if, he, if he turns back time. But he does. He turns back time, and then Cyborg goes into the mother box and fights three weird ghosts that show up. That and you're like, okay, I guess there's three ghosts in here, and I and, guess he's got stuff. And fight the him. ghosts at one point look like him and his parents, but he doesn't trust yeah. the version of him and his parents that are ghosts. Um, a lot of stuff in there. 
didn't I never really fully understood what those mother boxes were, but mm, that's fine. Here's here's the wild one too. In the Joss Whedon cut, at the end, you find out that the parademons attack people who are afraid, and Superman beats Steppenwolf's ass so bad that he gets afraid, and then the parademons attack Steppenwolf and drag him through a portal. Yeah. And you're like, oh, interesting. In this one, Aquaman throws his trident into Steppenwolf's chest. Superman punches part of his head off. Like, literally, one of <laughs> Steppenwolf has those, like, the hammerhead thing. Yeah. Superman, like, punches one half of those off, and then Wonder Woman cuts his head off, and they throw him. They th- just fucking throw him at Darkseid. <laughs> so, like, literally, it goes from, like, oh, I wonder what happened to that guy. Because Zack Snyder being like, well, no, they have to cut his head off and throw him at Darkseid. <laughs> you know, for narrative. I do think it makes a little bit more sense so there's a weird thing in this movie where they talk about the parademons and fear multiple times but it never turns into anything so i do like that joss whedon took something and was like okay they mentioned this multiple times i'm kind of trying to close that hole that's left in this movie however um like i do like i guess props for that kind of however um i do think it makes more sense that they all have to work together to beat steppenwolf and if it's totally just only superman makes them afraid that doesn't make sense i agree I do but I also to... think that the culmination of a Justice League movie should not be them impaling and then beheading a person, regardless That's... of who that person is. Yeah, that. Well, he's not a person. Remember, he's not. That's a true. Sorry, cat. he's a he's, he's a guy a made of he's a guy. He's a guy <laughs> made of he's a guy made of knives with a giant giant juicy ass, and they do <laughs> cut his head off and so, throw him at dark side. What we have not mentioned is that there's also chapters of this movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, can I just say... And they all have the craziest names you've ever seen. Not only do they have the craziest names you've ever seen, they have a crazy name that a character literally says out loud within the first three minutes of the chapter. I kind of like it because, um, you know that, that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV when it's him <laughs> on the TV? Um, he's like, look, it's me on the TV. Um, I do that every time to Sam when someone says the name of the movie when we're watching sure. a movie together. Yes. I oh, so you got to do you got to do that a lot this time. Well, this time was great because um, not only was there the the Justice League, fine. I mean, that I wouldn't even that that's the name of the team. They don't sure. actually say it any time in this movie. Not so a single time, no. To point at the screen and go, that's the Justice League. Um, so I was really happy that they put in a bunch of fucking <laughs> chapters where they said the actual thing so I could go like, the old gods are dead. <laughs> Instead, I did like that. That was fun well, for me. Well, like literally like there, there's one that's like, all the king's horses. And the, it's a, it says chapter five, all the king's horses. And then it's Bruce, it's Bruce Wayne and Alfred and Alfred's like, well, you know what they say, all the king's horses. And it's like, what? Al, you, just, you just said it. You just said it out. It was just on the screen and then you said it. This is, yeah. The chapters um, are also not defined in any meaningful way or like, no, they're not. However, the last, so the last one we get after they murder Steppenwolf, we get this beautiful one that says prologue. And I'm like, ah, nice. They're just going to like set up the next movie. No, that's not what they're doing here. It's about no. a half hour and it is not only setting up the next movie, but a bunch of crazy nonsense. <laughs> and can I also say, and this is the thing that Jules and I were talking about. The whole epilogue section is like a dozen false endings. Like each, there's a, there's a ton of points where it like, it does a scene and then it fades to black and you're like, wow, I guess that's the end of the movie. And then the color comes back and it's a different scene. And you're like, oh no, there's more. It does this like 12 times. There are like 12 fake endings. Something I don't love about Marvel movies is you always have to sit through the end credits to watch like they're like eight fucking one of them is Thanos is here next one is like it's a Howard the Duck joke third one it's setting up a a different 
franchise not even connected to this. And I'm just like, ah, just make it stop. I'm done with this. This was somehow worse for me because it's a bunch of things that you know are never going to be touched again that you just have to watch. (laughs) Introduces new characters, but not like character, like, and then it, so, okay. First one starts out very normal where it's like, they buy a place to put the Justice League in and Diana is like, there's enough room for us and many more. And Batman's like, I like this place. And you're like, okay, they're setting up like the Justice League thing. Great. Second one, that one I don't even care about. That one's fine. That's what I expected this movie to end with. The second one is what I would say is the second post-credit scene because it's setting up, ooh, this is a little bit more about what the next thing is going to be, right? Because this one has Lex Luthor on a boat. And, um, oh, and, no, no, uh, you're, sk- you're skipping over a very important part. You're skipping which, over a very important part. Which one is that? It starts, it start, no, that, it is that one, but it starts oh. wide establishing shot of Arkham Asylum. Oh, yeah. And, in- then, and then this, they're like, all right, everyone move out of your cells. And there's a bald guy in one cell. And he's like, Luther, move out of your cell. And he doesn't move. And the guard's like, Luther, move out of your cell. And he doesn't move. And he goes up. And then the figure starts to laugh maniacally. And you're like, oh, is it Joker? And then he gets closer and he's like, Luther, come out of your cell. And he turns around and it's some guy. <laughs> it's guy is some so- guy laughing. And then you cut to uh, Lex Luthor on a boat. We also so never they- saw anyone take, we did see Luther at the very beginning when Superman was yelling. Um, yeah. We never saw anyone take him to Arkham. He at one no. point shaves his head because at the beginning he has a full head of hair when Superman's yelling. Yeah. At some point he does indeed shave his head. We see yeah. absolutely none of that. So when they were like, Luther's in Arkham. I was like, who took Luther to Arkham? Yeah, Did Batman do that off screen? No, he yeah. was wa- he was walking over a mountain to get to Aquaman. Aquaman. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, he didn't do it. Who did that? Yeah, Superman's dead. He didn't do it. Also, they it? introduced everyone's favorite Arkham dwelling maniacal laughing prisoner, some bald guy. <laughs> some guy. Um, so we see that, but then it's oh wait, he's on a boat. And not only is he on a on a boat there's a there's someone here who's who's gonna come to talk to him and it's like who who could it be ah man he's like well mr wilson and you're like ah damn it's slade wilson i guess yeah it's it's joe manganiello's deathstroke and i will say this love joe manganiello big fan of that guy love deathstroke big fan of that character i like Uh, definitely could have done something cool with that probably yeah I do think for non-comic fans or like not super big comic fans, I do think that um, having him, and I know this is because it's comic book accurate, but I do think that there's a little bit of an issue because the year before this was supposed to come out, they introduced Death Shot and they made the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They made the, the outfits, which I understand also in the comics are exactly the same. There are two guys yeah. in running around Gotham with the same outfit on with almost the same name. And that's on like, that's on a bigger DC universe issue. But I do think introducing, they changed so many outfits for this movie. They changed so many outfits and they couldn't have just been like, they also don't call him Deathstroke. They're just like, ah, Mr. Wilson. And I'm like, this is going to confuse so many people of like who this guy is. Yeah. Why is he here? You know, if you're not excited because you're a fan of Slade Wilson, you will be like, who the what the fuck? <laughs> like, who is yeah. this? And I, I like Slade Wilson. I do think that it's a weird time to introduce Slade Wilson, given that the Deadpool movies are huge, and also yep. you've introduced totally. Deathshot. I think putting Slade yeah. Wilson is just gonna confuse people. I don't, and totally. it, unless you really are like, hey, this is Slade Wilson. Yes, his powers are exactly, or like, not even powers, his thing 
Well, actually, no. Here's my. I I will have because I do have a thing about why Slade Wilson's powers are one of my favorite comic book powers of all time. Is that Slade Slade Wilson's canonical power is that while most people only use ten percent of their brain, he uses ninety nine percent of his brain, which is a thing that people believed was real a while ago, and then recently people have been like, oh no, that's actually pseudoscience and fake. And what I love about Slade Wilson's power is that at some point in the recent past, Slade Wilson was like, well, my power is that I use ninety nine percent of my brain, and someone was like. Oh no, Slade! That's actually not real. That's uh, that is pseudoscience. So it sounds like you don't actually have powers. powers. So, but I'm just saying they don't really introduce him in any meaningful way. They're just like, ah, you know who this guy is because they have him in the outfit. Yeah. And then they have him take off his mask and like they say, ah, Mr. Wilson, and they're like, everyone's gonna know who this is. And I'm like, personally, I don't think a lot of people who are casual viewers, yeah, exactly, are gonna know who this is because you didn't say his name. Even if you did say his name, people are gonna ask wait, why isn't, uh, why is it he, uh, why is it Will Smith? I'm like, no, 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 that's actually a different character, that's, but I do yeah, understand that's, why that's he'd dead be shot. That's dead shot. This is dead stroke. similar. He's really almost exactly, but. Their color scheme is the same. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, wait, I thought his name was Wade Wilson. No, no, no. His name is Slade Wilson. Oh, yeah. See, Wade Wilson was uh, uh, when Marvel literally copied it's the character so and, the, and the suit because, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no, this is Wade Wilson. He's actually a, no, I'm sorry. This is Slade Wilson. He's a different thing. We didn't say his superhero name. You know who he is. You he's know Deathstroke is. the Terminator. But you can't say the, the Terminator part because DC had to change his name from that because of the Terminator film. So now he's just Deathstroke. Yeah, he actually, anyway, so you know who this is, right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no this is, because they do it in this way. It's like, <laughs> you know who this well, is. Well, not only do they do it, they do it this whole way where, where Lex Luthor's like, and now I'm going to tell you Batman's name is Bruce Wayne. And the audience is just be like, oh no, Deathstroke knows who Batman is. But instead the audience is like, oh, I guess this bad guy knows who Batman is. I hope he's not that big of a deal. <laughs> is he the Will Smith one? No, he's not. <laughs> He's not that one. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's not him, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we get that scene, which is, like, confusing enough. And I was like, okay, it's setting up the next Batman movie, though. He's going to fight Slade Wilson. Sure. sure yeah. uh, I'll believe that. Um, and then we get... I think it's the next one. The, the most insane one. We get a 10-minute short film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I would call pretty much half of a Rick and Morty episode about... Yes. The the reality that when Flash ran so fast, what Flash left behind? Because Flash yeah. didn't seem, in, and they don't explain this. I inferred no. this, I should say, is yeah. Flash ran so fast that he split time. Because Oh, time- that's, no, 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 no. That's actually not what happened. No, what? I re- Zach, Zach Snyder did an interview where he's like, oh, that's actually, a, that's, a, that's uh, what, ha- that is in the future. That's so that's not because of the flash thing. That's a different that's a different point just in the future from where we are. Where so okay, Zack Snyder's original plan was that Batman and Lois Lane fell in love while Superman was okay. dead, and then that was gonna be a whole love triangle. And Warner was like, no, what? Which correct. Correct. Uh, what? That's stupid. Yeah. Um, so that's from a timeline way in the future where Darkseid kills Lois Lane and then makes 
Superman his friend, I guess, and Lois Lane's pregnant and dies, and Darkseid is able to convince Superman to join his side and start murdering the Justice League because he's so mad about it. So that doesn't have to do with Flash's timeline. That's literally just a different point in the future that's going to be later down the line. Okay, the stupid thing is in that one, we got, okay, we got Batman who has not aged a day. So I did not think this is far. But he got a big coat on. He does have a big coat. We have, okay, so we have, um, we have him, and he seems to have uh, found Slade Wilson in the future to... Yeah, Slade Wilson, with. and you know it's not the same, you know it's the future, because now he's got a mohawk. Yeah, and he and he took off his very death shot looking clothes and put on just black whatever clothes. Yep. Um, he, we also have the Joker. Yeah. He's there. And they're all hanging out. It's Jared Leto's Joker, and he gives, and this has been frustrating because Snyder people on Twitter, Snyder people on Twitter are the worst humans in the world. Can I just say that? Um, They're like, oh my God, this is the best Batman Joker scene that's ever been done. This is one of the worst scenes that's ever been filmed in the history of cinema. Jared Leto Joker is so fucking bad. He's so bad it's so weird but the reason why i didn't think this was the future i thought that this was the because the flash says time gets weird and i was like oh wouldn't it be cool if like that you said yeah in one one version time split and like in one version they save the world and this is the version that they don't save why i think that was oh yeah that would have been cool why you know like it's not it's not going to work out for everyone and like that this is what it feels like I thought what we were seeing here, because the Joker says in how many dimensions, in in alternate timelines, alternate dimensions, I'm like, oh, so this is like the timeline that it didn't work out. Because like, he didn't, because if you, if you let all of it happen somewhere, it had to happen somewhere. And this is where it happened. No, that would have made sense. That would have made more sense. I mean, I was still kind of like, that's crazy nonsense bullshit. But in this one, we have a thing where it's like, also earlier, they they say a thing that never gets paid off where it was like, I had this Batman says to the flash, I had this vision of you. You were running towards me and you were saying Lois is the answer. And it's like, so that's from the third movie, I guess that's from the projected third movie that he was going to make. Yeah. But it, so, but the weird thing is then you have this, this, this future scene where that doesn't come up. Um, And it doesn't come up anywhere else in the movie. I thought we were going to see it um, somewhere. It doesn't, it honestly should just be cut because it doesn't make any sense because I thought he was going to run. What I thought was going to happen was he was going to run back to Batman, like through time, space, whatever, and be like, Batman, you need to get Lois Lane on our side. And she was going to send Superman. She was going to like kiss Superman on the head and be like, you need to go help your friends. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's why we've had Lois Lane. A thing that Mm -hmm. Sam brought up while watching is Lois Lane is in about four scenes before she speaks a single word. (laughs) yes so she she doesn't need to be here she doesn't say anything she doesn't do nope. anything except for nope. get coffee and say hi other than coffee. motivate superman to do shit yep it, like she doesn't do anything so i was like oh well like that's where she's gonna like be like superman i'm sorry even if you die you need to do save it like i would lose you again for you to save the world like that's how i feel about you so i thought that was gonna yep. be like something it doesn't pay off it's not about it no, 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 no. i think i could write a better justice league movie is what i'm finding out we could both definitely write a better justice league movie i do need to say this so okay so but this jared leto jared leto's understanding of be the joker is say three words and then go ha, 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 and then say more words that's how jared that's jared leto just is like well i'm bad and evil 
Anyway, here's some more words. I, a weird thing about this Jared Leto Joker too is like, they have like a really intense conversation about like, like you're going to kill me one day, Batman. And then Batman's, and Batman's like, like, I am going to fucking kill you. I, I, I promised Harley as she died in my arms, something that we did not see in this movie. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I promised Harley as she died in my arms that I was going to murder you real good. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm going to do it. And I'm like, is it the same? This is one of these things too. That <laughs> if, so here's the thing. If there was a third movie and this was yeah. what we see in the third, like this is the lead up to that third movie. Um, yeah. Personally for me, don't tell me, they say so many things in the scene about things that will happen in that movie. So then if that movie ever did happen and I'm watching and I'm like watching Harley die in super in Batman's arms, I'd be like, I get, yeah, I know it. I knew this happened. Gonna, Just yeah. move it along. It's like, you're, you're actively ruining scenes from a movie I haven't seen yet. <laughs> Also, just like at, in that talk, Joker's like, who else would give you the reach around, Batman? And it's like, did you need to put a weird gay joke in there? Like, was that absolutely necessary? You guys actually fuck? Because it also didn't- I wanted to know! <laughs> it, yeah. Because I know for like shitty bro culture, it is a joke. Like, Batman's totally. not gay. The yeah, way yeah, yeah. Joker says it, however- <laughs> Yes. It's not a joke necessarily. It's like, wait, did he fuck Batman once? Do we get yeah. the next movie that he fuck once? Because he sounds like he sounds so like, who's gonna do it? Not, not Wonder Woman. She not me. I'll be dead. <laughs> yeah. She only likes that 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 man who disappeared eighty years ago in a plane, who she keeps yeah. bringing up. <laughs> yeah. So she brings up that dead boyfriend so many goddamn times in this movie. So. And then, so Batman wakes up from this and it was another nightmare. And Batman just has prophetic dreams and we're just supposed to, we're just supposed to accept that Wait, one of Batman's powers. Oh, this is the psychic part. Batman's a psychic. <laughs> we walked right on into it. Oh, we did. Psychic friends, the only psychic is Batman. The psychic is Batman. Um, and Batman, yeah, Batman's, one of Batman's powers is that he has prophetic dreams now. Sure. And we're, yeah. just, we're just psychic we Batman. Just have, we just have to be okay with psychic, psychic Batman. bisexual Batman canon and now. Then, so, yeah. so you hear the you hear the the sonic boom of like something breaking the sound barrier after Batman wakes up and he walks outside of his house. And it's this like, is the part. Fancy house in the woods too. It's not his <laughs> yeah. like bat cave. It's not in Gotham. It's just a woods yeah, house. It's just his fancy woods house. Sorry. And descend, descending from the skies is the Martian Manhunter. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, what's up? I'm a, I'm a good guy, and I've been watching what you've been doing. It's pretty good. So, you know, just know that I'm here, and, and we can be friends if you want. And Batman, famous taker of people at their word, is like, oh, sick. That's pretty cool. And Martian Manhunter's like, yeah, they call me Martian Manhunter. Okay, bye. And then he flies away. And just like... There's okay, and this is okay. There's a there's a there's a comic, and also it's been adapted to a cartoon that's really good called Justice League New Frontier. I've One of my favorites. I, I love I love New I've, Frontier. I've seen the comic. I I have some I have some issues with New Frontier, but I do. Okay. Yeah, it's I have I I've done full podcasts on New Frontier alone. I I I want I, like I want to hear your thoughts on it. I do want to. So there's one scene though. 
So yeah. Batman and Martian Manhunter and New Frontier team up for a while, and they're working together to stop this cult. And they're like working together, and it's cool. And at one, but at one point, Batman shows up at Martian Manhunter's house, and he's like, "Hey, I don't know what the fuck you are. I don't trust you. I have I paid thousands of dollars for a meteorite so I can deal with the one from Metropolis, and for you, I feel like I just need a penny for a box of matches." And he's like, "Hey, I'm a crazy idiot." And I will light you on fire if you are bad for humanity. And it's just like really good look at like, in spite of being a good guy working with Martian Manhunter, Batman is still like a paranoid lunatic. And it's like, oh, wow, cool. Bat- that's a really good take on Batman, who's like not trusting and kind of shitty and like toxic, toxic work environment for everybody else. But in this one, Martian Manhunter is like, hey, I'm a space alien. And I'm going to, hey, I know I didn't help you with the big card fight that you did a little bit ago. But if you got another one, I can help you with that one. I was and Batman I was is just, just like, like oh, impersonating cool. a middle-aged woman walking around having tea with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, though. It's not like, it's not like it was like, ooh, I heard the sonic boom. And I like had to like come from some, like, it, Nope, I was here the whole time. I was just pretending to be an old lady. Hey. Yeah, I was. I was just. I was just not helping before. But if if you need help later, you should hang with us. Yeah, I'm a good guy. And Batman is just like, yeah, okay, I I trust you. <laughs> cool. All right. That's a, that's oh. that sounds good. Yeah. So I think a weird moment in this too, and I I made fun of this already on Twitter. Um, but I think it's really funny that that so like Martian Manhunter, um at first won't say his name yeah. like that man's like what's your name and he's like they've called me many things and it's like yeah. oh okay and he's like but you can call me martian manhunter and i'm like that's fine you can call him martian manhunter but what a weird what a weird thing to set up where it's like can't know my name and it's like no what's your name though and it's like my well i'm a martian and i hunt men i guess you could call me <laughs> I self-define as a Martian. No. no, so you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a thing where Martian Manhunter hasn't liked any of the nicknames or things that people have called him. And deep down, he's always wanted people to call him Martian Manhunter. And so Batman's like, what's your name? And he's like, I mean, people call me a lot of things, but you know, you could what you could call me is Martian Manhunter. And you know what? That's what they call me is Martian Manhunter. Oh, Don't ask anyone Man about it. Hunter. And I was like, what? And it... it so I for, th- for a second thought it was going to be like an LOL moment because he doesn't want to be like, my name's John. Yeah, sure. And, um, but it's weird that he's like, I'm Martian Manhunter. It's like, you, you self-define as a Martian? On- yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. What? <laughs> that's like if Superman- I guess is- you're a Martian. That's like if Superman is like, I'm alien man. Come from a <laughs> planet. Hi, I'm-, I'm- I'm Kryptonian Man Puncher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a really weird. And I wouldn't have even thought about it, but he's like, at first, like, ooh, I'm not going to tell you my name. And I'm like, well, what's your name? You know, yeah. that's, it, it, you could have not had me even think this at all. But it's really weird that that's kind of how it ends. That's how it fucking ends. That is the end of this film. That is the eighth end, and it's the actual one. It's the, it's also the, the least, it, so in all the ends, some of the ends set things up. Some of the yeah. ends set up the normal thing. Some of them set up like a slightly weirder thing. One of the yeah. ends, I, I couldn't even tell you what 
what it was. I didn't even know what it was going into this podcast because I didn't read an article about it. And then there's the, the last end, which does not set up anything, introduces yeah. a character we've already seen. Yeah. It just kind of is like, yeah, I guess so. Cool. But I think the thing that bothers me is like Batman, world's greatest detective, famously extremely paranoid, has to and they like it's not like this is a different batman batman in batman versus superman is extremely paranoid extremely distrusting of superman finds out all of his weaknesses builds a whole thing around it now an alien flies to his house and is like i'm from mars and i hunt men and i'm on your side batman is like don't know your power set don't know your whole deal don't know anything about you oh cool sounds good see you later i'll see you at the meetings i guess yeah i feel like also um and this doesn't come up as early. This kind of also would make sense with Cyborg. Because Cyborg does not like the Justice League at first. Sure. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has no allegiance to them. He comes around, kind of, I guess. But we yeah. don't see any of that on screen. And he's very, like, at first, like, I can understand, like, Wonder Woman's already fighting crime, right? She's yeah, fighting yeah, crime. Yeah, yeah. She's being a girl boss. Like, he sees that on, around at least. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He knows... Like, he sees the Flash has superhuman abilities and is just, like, he meets the Flash first and the Flash is just, like, a teenager, right? So sure. I understand why he thinks these things. Um, the Why is he's, like, we need Cyborg? Is like, Cyborg has not fought crime. He hasn't done yeah. anything. You yeah. don't know what he can do. But he's, yeah. like, yeah, but we need him. I'm, like, why do you need him? <laughs> you did in the end, but how did you yeah, know yeah, that yeah. you needed him? Well, I think the whole idea is Batman just getting anybody with powers together. Yeah. And what's wild about that is it's extremely ill-defined. This sort of, this goes to a bigger point that someone, I forget who brought this up, but there's a scene in Man of Steel where you see young Clark Kent and he ties a red shirt around his neck, like a red cape, and he's running mm -hmm. around with his red cape and as well, like, wow, he's going to grow up to be Superman. But then if for one second you ask yourself, like, Well, who's wait, he patterning who's, himself after? Who's, who's he dressing as? Because that's him. Yeah. The thing that he's the thing that he is emulating is him later in his life. What the fuck is he trying to look like right now? Yeah, he's it's it's just it's nonsense. One of the things that I can't now not get over if that the third scene with the Joker is like supposed yeah. to be in a if it's in an alternate dimension, tell me anything about it because I'm not expecting to yeah. see that. No, it's in the future. It is in the future of this dimension. He, so the, he gave away the entire plot of that movie, right? Because he basically spoiled all of the movie. Well, so I think they filmed that after they already knew they weren't going to make another one. Okay. What? And I think maybe maybe the hope is that his horrible, rabid fans are going to demand another one, and DC will cave. Deep, DC will cave to them in the same way they caved and gave him seventy-five million dollars to make this Snyder cut. So the thing that gets me about that movie, though, is like, okay, I know what happens. Uh, Batman sends Robin for some reason instead sure. of trying to kill someone himself. And well, that's they're, I kind of just they're just kind of doing the uh, under the red hood story, right? Where Jason yeah, Todd I guess gets that's killed. What they're doing. Yeah. But I feel like if yeah, but like they and then Harley's gonna die, and then the Joker and Batman are gonna have to team up to fuck like to to be like the last people on earth and then we see this exact scene again i guess like, i guess we see this exact scene again yeah that that's just the kind of the point for me where i was like, like you told me the whole plot of a movie you set me at the end of the movie kind of it's like yeah. so i'm gonna have to watch a whole movie to get up to that point but you yeah they 
they just talked about so many plot points. Well, but don't well, but don't worry, Rosa. It's yeah. gonna be four hours long. It's gonna be four hours of movie that you have to sit through to get up to that scene. I also feel like the cuts were easy in this movie. Like you could cut out half of this movie very easily. There's a lot of things where it's just like, it's also, so this is something that Sam noticed immediately that it's shot in an aspect ratio that's, it's, it's it's thinner. And then all of it's panorama kind of like, like wide shots and they don't look very good because you're shooting in an aspect ratio that's not really meant for panoramas like that's not really like just like when it comes to the craft of film so i do think it's pretty um you could have just cut out literally there's probably at least an hour of just like large panoramas in this movie you could have cut an hour without taking out a single word of dialogue and I'll say this too, you could have cut out another hour if you took 40% of the slow motion scenes and just played them at regular speed. Yeah, there's a lot of slow motion in this movie. If you played 40% of the slow motion at regular speed, it would have cut like maybe an hour and a half off the time, off the, like the full runtime. There's, there's a lot of things that are easy cuts because I kind of was like, oh, four hours. Like he probably just tried to pack so much plot into this. And there is a lot of plot. There's a lot of fucking plot in this movie. Yeah. But I kind of was like, oh, he packed too much plot in and he felt like he couldn't cut anything because it didn't make sense. And because the, the Justice League that they, they released with Joss Whedon doesn't 100% make sense. I was like, yeah, there's right. too much story here. You couldn't yeah. tell the whole story. No, that's not the problem here. You totally could have told the whole story, yeah. And he doesn't even really tell the whole story. There were a lot of moments I was like, wait, what? Yeah, also true. Also very true. Wait, huh? You know? I, I don't feel like we need to do a psychic one. You know, I think at this point, Batman was the only psychic of this episode. Batman was the psychic one. And psychic Batman, I think, is fine. That's probably the title of this episode. Or I'll just title it, like, the Snyder Cut. Can we call it the Escondone Cut? (laughs) I was thinking about that, but we will probably get hate listens if we call it the Snyder Cut from bad fans. I would be fine with us getting some hate listens, especially because if I actually think it would be very funny if we got hate listens based on this episode, because if they go to the other episodes to like be a hater, they're like, wait, what is this podcast? (laughs) This is not a movie podcast. No, this is a podcast for psychic advice. Yeah. Um, If you have one advice to psychic Batman, but you now just finding out his psychic powers. Okay. what, What would be your one piece of psychic advice to Batman? I think my one piece of psychic advice to Batman would be, um, I don't think I would give Batman one piece of psychic advice. I think I would just like probably do like a steady stream of just like socialist propaganda to Batman Mm -hmm. because Batman's big problem is that he's a, he's a terrible, terrible capitalist and he is actually bad for the city of Gotham. And there's a lot of stuff going on there. So that's probably, it would just be like, Hey Batman, let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, you know, making the world a better place and how we can actually do that. Because I think he probably means well. Uh, I think just think he's been blinded by his inherited wealth and status and doesn't really understand that yeah. he's doing it bad. I think I would uh, seance with his mom. Okay. Um, and just ask his mom a lot about like, hey, and just try to like get his mom to ask him like, hey, how's that train doing that we built? Your dad was so proud of that train. You know how we built all that municipal funding like those municipal (laughs) how are they going are you carrying on my legacy me martha wayne and my train remember about how i did all the subways yeah the martha wayne train yeah how how are those subways doing they were always my favorite 
humanitarian project. Are you doing other humanitarian projects, Bruce? And I think that would be a good conversation for him. You know, really- Probably, something really get him thinking about it. Channel his mom and just be like, oh, so have you kept the train good? And then he'll be like, nope, but I've been running around dressed as a bat. And it's like, you've, you've been doing what? I've been running around dressed as a bat, fighting poor crazy people. And it's like, oh, okay, that's what you've been up to? And it's like, yeah, sometimes I just punch mob guys in the face dressed as a bat. And it's like, <laughs> and and the train, I destroyed the train. I'm sorry, I destroyed the train. Yeah, well, so Bane did break the train real bad the one time he showed up, but I punched him, so. Yeah, so, sorry, there's no more train to for low-income communities, but I have been punching people as a bat, and I hope that that <laughs> conversation would maybe do it I hope me. that I've made you proud. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I guess, uh, this has been Psychic Friends Does Movie Reviews? Well, just, no, I mean, this is the thing that people who listen to the show understand, is that sometimes you and I both are going to watch something that we just have to talk about, and it might be the Twilight movies, or it might be Last Christmas, or it could be the show Hellier. Hellier was related to what we do, and the rest of these, not really. To what we do. Last Christmas Christmas is about ghosts. It's about ghosts, yeah. And And this one's about psychic Batman. Yeah, this one is, um, (laughs) we're just talking about psychic representation in media, which I think of it that way. Yeah, because you got Alice, she's a psychic vampire. You got Batman, he's a psychic sociopath. You know, you got um, a ghost in one of these movies. Yeah. One of them has, one of them does has a ghost in it. Yeah, one has a ghost. So that's part of it. Um, Yeah, okay. So no, this is on brand completely and we don't have to justify anything. Yeah, no, actually, uh, we walked right on backwards into a complete justification for this episode. So thanks for listening to us talk about Psychic Batman. Yeah, I've been Dash. And I'm still Rosa. And you've been listening to Psychic Friends. Did you think about saying Batman at the end? Or you I thought about, about trying to do like a Martian Manhunter for me, which would be like, like I would be like human uh, food eater. I was like trying to think. Okay, yeah. Like, last. I, it, yeah. Didn't, it wasn't. A, it, it didn't work. Woman um, podcaster. I don't know. What, 